Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. G'day everyone, welcome to The Journey. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having a great weekend wherever you are right around the country. Well, it goes without saying we've got a great show lined up for you today, so hope you're ready for it. And just beside me, we've got Jude Hennessy. How are you, Jude? Good, mate. Going really well. Great to be back on the journey today. And you're right, we have got a fantastic yep. show lined up today. Big welcome, too, to our new listeners who are tuning in via Life 105.1 in Bendigo. Wow. It's good, isn't it? G'day, great Mikey. Stuff. And all the listeners down there in Bendigo, great to have you on board starting this week. And uh, you've come in on board on a fantastic week. We've got a great show lined up this week. Yeah, big hello to everyone there in Bendigo, wherever you are. Listening in the car, big hello to you as well, maybe via live streaming or if you're tuning in via podcast, it is indeed great to have you listening in to this week's show. How's your week been, Jude? Mate, it's been a funny week and and I'll tell you what, because my eldest daughter turned 21 and I feel old. (laughs) I feel really, really old. It's it's a weird thing to have your, your eldest turn 21 and sort of thinking back about all of those milestones in her life and... Everyone's telling us, no, you guys are too young to have a 21-year-old. You know, it's just been a bit weird. Well, I tell you what's a bit weird. I know your wife, Kerry, and she looks very young indeed, a beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Yourself, Jude, what mirror have you been looking in? Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks very much, champ. Thanks very much, Brad Pitt. I really appreciate that. But you know what I mean? It, it, it's really weird to be looking back and just going, where did all those years go? But anyway, what a, a beautiful milestone, and it's, it's been a fantastic week for, uh, for that reason. Anyway, what about yourself, mate? What have you been up to? Had a great week, travelling a bit for work and I get to see a lot of New South Wales so I really love that and also I know I've mentioned it before Jude but fostering greyhounds oh yeah yeah my third greyhound in around six weeks which is actually a good thing it means a lot of them are getting adopted out so, and they're so beautiful what, what's happening here you're taking dogs that otherwise would be getting put down is that is that the go probably to a large degree yeah okay. getting to save them and yep. their ex-races or they've retired and I get to foster them and domesticate them yep. until someone comes along who can take them permanently well that's cool I understand they make great pets Mate, greyhounds. They uh, people don't understand what a beautiful natured dog that uh, that greyhounds are. Oh, that's that's great, mate. Good on you. And you're obviously keeping very fit still. You're obviously walking them everywhere. <laughs> well, the dogs are keeping me fit. Okay, that's good. Good stuff. On today's show, first up, we're going to have our gospel reflection for this Sunday's gospel reading for the feast of Saint Peter and Paul, taken from Matthew chapter ten. Let's get into it, eh? Faith, hope, love, and life. You're on the journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Today we honour the Apostle Peter, who represents that part of the church which gives it stability, its traditions and the structures which help to give consistency and unity to the church, spread as it is through so many races, cultures, experiences and geographical diversity. In the Gospel today from Matthew chapter 16, Peter's confession of faith begins as a dialogue between Jesus and the disciples. Jesus asks about popular speculations regarding his identity and the disciples list some current opinions. Then Jesus moves the discussion to be much more personal, with the question that every one of us needs to answer. Who do you say I am? Peter appears as the spokesman for the group and proclaims Jesus to be the Messiah, which is a Hebrew word that means anointed one. Its Greek translation is Christos. Peter's confession of Jesus as the Messiah reflects the disciples' hope that Jesus would deliver Israel from its enemies and establish God's kingdom on earth. To this declaration, Peter adds further specification of Jesus' identity, that he is the Son of the living God, which helps to correct and transcend any false implications present in that title of Messiah. 
What Peter was saying was, You are the true king. You're the one Israel has been waiting for. You are God's adopted son, the one of whom the scriptures had spoken. In reply, Jesus gives a blessing to Peter, declaring that Peter's confession was a revelation from God. The next verse, in very Semitic language, promises that Peter is the rock on which the Christian community will be built after Jesus' death and resurrection. Peter, with this declaration of faith, will be the starting point of a new community. Peter has much to learn and many failures to overcome, including one in the very next passage. But even this is part of the process. Jesus' new community, after all, will consist simply of forgiven sinners. Grace and peace. This is Father Richard Healy from St. Paul's in Camden. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. I learnt something recently. I'd like to pass it on to you. Those of you who've listened to me before will have heard me extolling the virtues of abandonment slash surrender. I think there's enormous value in giving oneself over to God every day. There's a little prayer an American baseball player used to say every time he went out onto the field. Your will. Nothing more, nothing less. And then he went on to play his game. I even recommend that you get on to Mr. Google and punch in Prayer of Abandonment by a certain Charles de Foucault. It's a challenging prayer and one that cannot be said lightly. But after a little while of saying it, it becomes second nature and I promise you life is different. It goes like this. Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you want and whatever you may do, I thank you. I'm ready for all. I accept all. That's the challenging bit. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I ask no more than this. Into your hands I abandon my soul. I give it to you with all the love in my heart. For I love you, Father, and so need to give myself without reserve and with boundless confidence. For you are God, my Father. I want to simply make two points here. I guess to say this prayer, one needs to be working on a personal relationship with God. Or you won't want to abandon yourself to him anyway. After all, you can't be sure what he might do with your surrender. You might wind up being a missionary in Mozambique, even if it's the last thing you want to do. The truth is, of course, you'll only end up doing that, if that's what you really want to do. Secondly, when you say this prayer, your heart and soul register a divine truth Namely, there is a God who every day abandons himself to you and says, Frank, Ethan, Bethany, I, God, abandon myself into your hands. Do with me what you will. That's the sort of God by whom we are loved. And more about surrender next week. Welcome back. You're tuned to The Journey. We just heard from the lovely Sister Hilda Scott with her wisdom from the Abbey. It's always great to have Sister Hilda on the show. It probably goes without saying, Jude, I reckon you enjoyed that segment. Loved it, mate. Always love listening to Sister Hilda's stuff. And and this week, it was part one on a, a series just on what it means to surrender to God. And we'll hear the rest of that next week. And if you're a Sister Hilda addict like me... And many of our listeners, don't forget you can go back and listen to her stuff by listening to the podcast of the show. Just go to radio.dow.org.au and you can listen to, well, almost a year worth of Sister Hilda's stuff and all of our presenter stuff that are up there on the webpage. Surrendering to God, love it. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. 
Do not model your behaviour on the contemporary world, but let the renewing of your mind transform you. This has been a powerful scripture in my life. The capacity to renew my mind and how I perceive things comes from my ever-growing relationship with God. The more time I spend with God, the more I see things from God's perspective, sharing in His heart and mind. I guess it's a little like spending time with a close friend. You know when you meet up for a coffee or a meal, and there's no time restrictions or limits. You are free to chat, to learn, to listen, until you understand, and get an insight as to how your close friend experiences life. Sometimes you even hear yourself saying, ha, I've never looked at it that way, or hmm, that's refreshing. A good place to start in renewing our mind is to remember that what you look for, you will find. If someone says to you that a particular person in your office or home is lazy, no doubt you will start to see evidence to support that claim. Yeah, they always leave early. They never offer to help clean up after an event, and the list grows. However, if you transform your thinking and commit to looking for ways in which that same person is helpful or generous, I have no doubt you will find evidence to support this too. It may even open up a whole new relationship with that person, a common ground. Your expressed gratitude in these areas may even encourage them to be more active or engaged. This rings true for how we see ourselves too. This week, you might look for evidence in your own life to support the truth that you are a loved son or daughter of God, chosen and called, blessed with a gift no one else can offer, capable, loved, generous, abundant, joy-filled, creative, helpful, nurturing, strong, committed. Surprise yourself and see yourself as God sees you. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Welcome back to The Journey. Hope you're enjoying the show today, wherever you are, right around the country, either live through your local Christian radio, online or via podcast. Well, Jude, it's time for another cheerio and what a great part of Australia, Aubrey Wodonga. Mm. Hello to all the listeners down there. Great to have you listening into the show. This time of year, I hope you're staying warm down there as I know it gets a little bit picachilly at the end of June. Absolutely. Great to have them on board though. It is indeed. Now Jude, Pope Francis recently requested the Palestinian and Israeli leaders visit Rome and they did and it received a lot of coverage. Did you get to see it? Mate, it was quite unprecedented and I've got to be honest, I have watched it really quite closely and I've watched it because this time last year I was getting ready to go to the Holy Land myself. It was the first time I'd been there and I've spoken to you a lot about that and we've spoken about it on the show too and just what an amazing experience it is to go yep. to the Holy Land and, and be in the land where the gospel and all those stories originated and yep. uh, and I can't read the scriptures now without uh, having a sense of place you know and so seeing Pope Francis go around all those areas and to meet with people and, and was just that was significant in itself but then that the Palestinian leader Mahmoud Abbas and, and the Israeli president Shimon Peres both agreed to come to Rome not for any political reasons just to come together to Pray for peace yeah. was such a significant thing. And, you know, to be honest, everyone was sort of surprised that they said yes because relations have been so soured of recent times that they thought, well, this isn't a chance of, of happening at all. But then to see the images of these three men coming together, these three men all from that Abrahamic monotheistic tradition coming together to pray was just so incredible. And uh, I think it moved a lot of people around the world. And it just stresses for me, mate, the power of prayer. Agree completely, Jude. Pope Francis, he just oozes unity, you mm. think about it, between yep. Christians 
across the divides of faith, even culture, politics, the whole kit and caboodle. Mm. So many who've been divided are now becoming friends. It's a great thing. It is a great thing, mate. And let's face it, this this show itself is is reaching out um, to unify Christians as many ways as we possibly can. It's really coming from that same desire for unity. Anyway, that's, that's all good stuff. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. The scriptures tell us that it took 40 years for the Israelites to journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. Google Maps suggests that you can walk this distance in about 160 hours. The reason that it took so long was because the Israelites were not walking. They became stuck in the desert for 38 years purely because they couldn't bring themselves to leave behind the good things of Egypt. They could remember all of the good food that they used to have in Egypt and they couldn't trust that God was going to provide something better in the promised land. And so they pitched their tents and didn't move beyond the desert. This has always been an image of the Christian journey. We have been set free from sin through the waters of baptism. Yet whenever the journey becomes difficult, we are tempted to look back at the life we used to live and doubt the promise that God has made to us. Many Christians end up in a place where they are not growing in faith or journeying closer to Jesus because they are stuck in the desert of doubt and temptation. If you don't feel like you're moving anywhere in your Christian journey, spend some time reflecting on the faithfulness of God and the promises that he has made to us in the scriptures. Then pack up your tent and start walking. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. Walking the Walk, here's Sam Clear. Hi, I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. I recently travelled in a small twin-prop aircraft from Sydney to Albury for a speaking engagement. When we hit severe turbulence after takeoff, the pale-faced passengers were holding on for dear life. But two kids sitting up the front rode those dips with raucous laughter. Without too much fuss, those children had placed incredible trust in the pilot and the engineers who'd built that plane. And so those turbulence-induced dips were nothing more than a fun addition to the flight, not a worrying disturbance. What is it that changes our perspective during life's turbulent times? Back in 2008, while walking around the world for Christian unity, two drunken Russians attacked me. They attempted to beat me up, and in doing so, they snapped my carbon fibre walking poles and ripped the top strap off my backpack. I defended myself by grabbing them around their throats and locking my elbows out. I literally had a Russian in both hands. They then began clawing at my hands though, and not having cut their fingernails in a while, well they did some damage. Eventually I was able to bring them together with a thud and ran off down the road. It could have just been a cool story to tell my mates when I got home, but here's the twist. Just before I was set upon, I was praying about and meditating on the passion of Christ, specifically his docility before his aggressors. I couldn't do it. I could not remain docile before my aggressors and let them take everything. Now I had every right to defend myself, but for the first time in my life, I realized that Jesus did too. He didn't just have the right though, he also had the might, but he remained docile. A fight in the snow on the side of a Russian road became an invaluable lesson in humility and the incredible love of God. Prayer in everyday moments changes our perspective. 
prayer in church, at work, even while fighting off two drunken Russians. Prayer lifts our gaze from ourselves to our eternal God, the ultimate engineer and pilot. I'm Sam Clear for Walking the Walk. For more on the walk around the world for unity, go to walkforone.com. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Welcome back. You're tuned to The Journey. Great to hear from Sam Clear in his segment, Walking the Walk. That was taking us right back to the start, giving us an explanation of what his walk for unity all around the world was all about. Love hearing Sam on the show and his website, walkforone.com, the four being the number four, walkforone.com. It's a great place to go if you're passionate about unity for Christian churches. And as you said, Dave, in there also was Father Dave Callahan in his segment, The Call, drawing us into true daily discipleship this week by placing our trust in God. Coming up, Dr. Byron and Francine Parola with their Smart Loving segment. And this week, it's all about how we make simple changes that make our relationships so much better. They're fantastic, you know. And Dave, whenever I listen to them, I always think they're so spot on in what they say and in really encouraging people to just spend a little bit of time regularly oiling their marriages. We do it for work. We go to in-services. We go and do training courses for this and for that. That most important thing in so many of our lives, our relationships and our married relationships, hey, it's worth just every now and then giving a little bit of tune-up and just thinking about some of the tips that experts give to us to make sure that it's humming along and, well, you don't get too many better experts than Dr. Byron and Francine Parola. Good advice indeed, Jude. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to The Journey. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Change is difficult. We start out well, but despite our best intentions, sustained change often eludes us. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola, and today we're talking about making change that lasts. What can you do when you really need a change to stick? It sounds obvious, but too often we focus on the wrong things to change, and so the results are disappointing which in turn undermines our motivation. Consider David, who's in the habit of making crude and insulting comments after a few too many drinks. After a particularly embarrassing social event, which his wife stormed out, he was filled with remorse and promises he'll never do it again. And for a month, everything was fine. His wife actually starts to feel that maybe this time it'll be different, but then there's another devastating blowout. Instead of promising to hold his tongue, If David looked at what was happening to him before he started talking crudely, he'd get a better insight to what kind of change would really work. In this case, alcohol is clearly a contributor, but it's not the main problem. If he examines why he drinks to excess, he would discover that it happens when he feels inadequate. David would have more success holding his tongue if he found a healthier way of dealing with his emotions of inadequacy. Let's take another example. Sharon chronically nags and undermines her husband, which leads him to withdraw and emotionally shut down. She resolves to cease her nagging criticism. For the first few days, she consciously bites her tongue, but her whole demeanour and body language is conveying her meaning just as effectively. Her husband continues to withdraw under the assault of her passive-aggressive attitude, and she concludes the situation is hopeless. No matter what she does, he won't change. Instead, Sharon needs to change her attitude rather than her behaviour. If she starts to think about her husband differently, consciously suspending judgement and searching out his more noble qualities on which to focus, her attitude towards him will shift and her intended behaviour will follow more easily. 
Trying to change behaviours without first addressing the underlying attitudes seldom works. Whatever personal change you want to see in your marriage, remember, if you want the change to endure, start with a change of attitude before you tackle a change in behaviour. We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more information on relationships, visit smartloving.org. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. As promised, another great input from Byron and Francine Parola in their Smart Loving segment and the importance of regularly making changes for the better. Which brings us to the end of another week, Dave. Dude, surely it's not the end of another show. It is. <laughs> Time's up. Oh dear. Thanks for listening into the journey. And as we near the end of June, I hope wherever you are, you're enjoying the cooler weather of winter. Mm. As usual, we encourage you to give us some feedback on our Facebook page. All you've got to do is look for the Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine. Now, this is where you can also follow the links to listen to past shows of the Journey as podcasts. And if the show isn't being played on your local Christian radio station yet, and if you're listening in by podcast, of our live streaming, why don't you give them a call? I'm sure they'd love to hear from you, and increasingly we're getting lots of interest from regional Christian radio stations right around the country as people want to have the, the journey playing in your local region. If not, keep listening in via the podcast of the show. It's being promoted all around the country in lots and lots of places. Next week on the show, we'll be doing it all again. Great music, interviews, and inputs from all of our awesome presenters and a big cheerio to all of our growing band of listeners. This is through podcasts, live streaming, and it's in our new regions, Bendigo, Wodonga, Gippsland, all beautiful parts of the country, and also our friends in the Illawarra. Can't forget the Illawarra. That's where it all began, Dave. You've been listening to The Journey, eh? Faith, hope, love, and life. Have a great week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 till 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.